welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 214 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I want you to take away two things from this podcast. Number one is I'm going to be talking about how to manage the unexpected and not have it impact your weight. And then I also want you to take away the concept that perfect doesn't mean more success. I talk about this a lot inside Thrive Academy with the physicians in the program about embracing imperfection, letting it be messy, and trusting that messy action, imperfect action done consistently, actually gets you to your goal. So let me tell you what's going on, because this podcast is a little bit different from how I usually do my podcast, in that life has gotten a little bit sideways over the past couple of weeks, and I am needed in my office a lot more than what I usually am. And so I don't have much time to work on the podcast and the other aspects this week. I know I need to record a podcast for you guys so you don't miss out. It's really important to me that I get these out every week and that I'm really consistent. But I don't have time to sit down and do what I usually do to prepare a podcast for you. So instead, what I thought I'd do today is I'm going to talk through and tell you how I'm handling the unexpected, how I'm managing a whole bunch more demands on my time to offer you tips. And I'm hoping that listening to how I'm handling it and my path will be helpful for many of you who might be experiencing something similar or something unexpected is happening in your life or there's more demands on your time. And I think right now, a lot of us physicians are experiencing that just in general, because there are more demands on the healthcare system where we are and across the US too. I know there are a whole lot of pediatric viruses going on. There's more people sick. There's more kids sick and then their family members are sick. And there's just more demand and volume going on. So even if you don't have something specific happening in your life right now, I think today's podcast is going to be helpful for you. And then the imperfection piece of it is I want to show you my perfectionistic physician mind would say, okay, we need to sit down and we need to plan out exactly what my talking points are going to be and give you a kind of step-by-step thing like what I often do. And if I waited to do that, this podcast wouldn't get done. I did actually consider that, by the way. In my mind, I'm like, what if I just don't release a podcast this week? Could I get by with not releasing a podcast? And that part bothered me more than the idea of doing a podcast in this little bit of time I have between work before I have to head into the office and work some more. I thought it's going to be better for you and probably better for me, honestly, to just get it done. Let it be imperfect. Let it be messy. And if you can apply that to anything that you're working on in your weight loss, if you want a food journal, let it be imperfect, let it be messy, just do it. 
if you're trying to meal plan, let it be imperfect, let it be messy, just do it. It's such an important concept and it really, really, really helps you with sustainability. So I'm recording this podcast slightly imperfectly, slightly less planned out than what I usually do because I feel it still has value. And I want you to take that concept away to the things you're doing to work on in your weight loss. And probably also, honestly, if we're talking about it, the things that you do in medicine, your notes, all the extra things, let it be imperfect at times and just get it done as protection to yourself. Obviously, like in medicine, we always do a good job, but sometimes between a good job and a perfect job, there's a lot more time spent and there's not extra value created in that. Okay, let's talk about when life throws you a curveball, when unexpected stuff happens. This can be a huge trigger for eating. And I know in my past, it absolutely has been. When things happen and my schedule gets turned upside down, it's triggered a ton of eating because it often feels out of control. And I think it's really easy for us in our minds to think, okay, if it's out of control, then I'm probably out of control and other aspects then become out of control. What I'm going to talk to you about today is how do you take back the control when there are things that are happening that you don't have direct control over. So to tell you what's going on in my life is we've just had some changes at the office that have happened suddenly where I need to step back in to working in my office more than what I had. In the past year, I've pulled back a little bit. So I had more time to work with the coaching and work on the podcast and all that. And now is a phase where I need to step back into the office more. I also, last December, I actually haven't talked about this on the podcast at all, I don't think. And it's so funny because even though it was the right decision for me, I had a lot of conflicted feelings about it. But end of last December, I stopped doing obstetrics, which was a big deal for me. It was like the last sort of acute care medicine piece that I was still doing. I had stopped doing emergency medicine after I'd had my third child. It just didn't fit in with the multiple schedules. Giving up obstetrics was big. I love delivering babies. I love looking after pregnant women. but I was reaching the point where I didn't love being up all night and working the next day and dealing with that chronic sleep deprivation and then trying to fit in this other stuff that is very, very important to me, just helping physicians with their eating, helping them redefine what it means to lose weight and do it in such a sustainable way while making their lives better. That's so important to me. It's such my passion that I had to make the decision. Do I keep doing all the things in medicine? Or do I pull back a bit to give myself more space to do this passion work? And that's what I chose at the end of December. So I haven't done obstetrics for 11 months now. And got to tell you, quite happy (laughs) that I haven't done obstetrics. I've really enjoyed not going to sleep any nights thinking, oh, okay, I hope I don't get woken up tonight. Or there's that person out there and they're probably going to come in at two and I'm probably not going to have a full sleep. I have not missed that at all. But things have happened and I was faced with the decision. Now, this is important because I think it's really important when things are changing that we take control and we talk to ourselves in a way that we're in control. So I could have said to you that things happen and I have to restart obstetrics, but that's not actually how I'm thinking about it. And if you think of how that would feel, I have to restart doing this work that I just told you I was really actually quite happy to not be doing in the past year. Well, that's going to feel really crummy. And I can tell you that would probably, if I believe that, and in past years of my career, I absolutely would have talked to myself in that way. And so I can tell you what it does. What it does is it creates more burnout. It creates more strain. It makes those times where you are on call harder. 
And then that influences your eating because you're feeling more burnt out. You're feeling like you're having to do something that you don't really want to be doing. It creates more challenges. Your brain turns to food to try to fix it. So you'll notice what I said instead is it's created the opportunity where I'm choosing to go back to obstetrics. And so when these things changed in the office, I sat down and I thought, okay, I can see this hole now in our obstetrics coverage. And what are our options as an office to approach this? One option would be that I didn't go back to obstetrics. And honestly, things probably would have figured themselves out, but it would have had an impact on our office. It would have had an impact on my other practice partner that's doing obstetrics. And so the other option I had is, is there a way where I could go back to doing obstetrics to help? And what impact would that have on me? And what impact would that have on the office? And I think this is really important when you're considering a shift, talking through it. Here's a really important thing that I did differently this time than what I might have other times is I thought, okay, I don't think it has to be like completely all or nothing. Either I do all of the obstetrics or I don't do any. What if there was an option where I could help with some, have enough where I'm keeping my skills up, have enough where it's helpful to the office, but also protect me a little bit and the other things that I'm working on. And so this way of thinking about creating change, this way of thinking through sudden demands on your time for work, I think is very powerful because it puts you in the driver's seat. It's an empowered way of thinking about it. And what I ultimately decided in this situation for myself is, you know what, I think if I cover call during the weeks and share that call with my practice, I may actually enjoy it. Because it's not that I didn't like delivering babies. It's not that I didn't like the people I worked with. I really miss them. All the nurses and the obstetricians and stuff over in LDR. It's I didn't like the sleep disruption and the impact it had on my life. And so I'm going to be helping out with obstetrics in a modified capacity to what I used to do, which I think is going to accomplish both things. It's going to give me some agency and control over how that looks for me and minimize impact it has. And I think I'm going to enjoy it. And then I think it also will be very helpful for my practice and also our community as a whole, which is struggling with primary care obstetrics right now. There's not quite the number of people doing it as what we probably need as a community. If you're facing something like that, listen to how I'm talking through this and ask yourself, how could I talk through my own issues in this way that lets me be in the driver's seat Let's me consider all the different options that might be out there to get out of that. It either has to be this way or that way thinking and be like, what other ways could it look for me? And let's me feel the most in control so that I stay in control with my eating. Now, the other stuff that's going on in our life, in our practice is there's also this need for me to be in the office more. And this particular week, there's a big need for us to kind of all chip in and all work more. And so I'm working way more in the office this week than I usually do. I'm essentially working full-time in the office this week. And in the past, what that would have triggered is a lot of thoughts of there's so much to do. I'm not getting stuff done, being really stressed about the work ahead. And I can feel those tendencies in me, but what I'm actively working on and what I wanted to offer to you, if something like this is going on for you, is really keeping my mind in the moment. 
often when things change in our lives and there's different demands on our time, we spend a lot of time thinking in the future and predicting the future. So I could be sitting here thinking, I saw a whole lot of people yesterday. I didn't quite get all my notes done, trying to fit in some work today for the podcast. And then I have to go back to my office and it's going to be busy and I still have to do the paperwork. These would be like the defaults that are in my mind. And you can hear how quickly it rolls off in that it's still there. But the skill is that we catch ourselves and we're like, okay, that predicting spiraling type thinking, is it going to help me? Is it going to serve me in any way? And absolutely not would be the answer. That spiraling type thinking is going to get me feeling really stressed. I'm going to go into the office feeling stressed. I'm probably going to be less efficient because I'll be in this like hectic energy. And with my history, there would be a good chance that that would make me have cravings for food that I don't normally eat. And what's it really interesting is it would make me have cravings for food that doesn't support the energy that I actually need in my life right now. I've had a discussion with myself as these things have changed is, all right, Siobhan, like we need to not just be thinking about our eating for weight loss, but we really need to focus on the eating piece for energy because there's not going to be room in my schedule in the coming months for me to feel groggy or kind of tired because I just haven't been fueling my body well. And we're going to come back to that, that self-care piece of it, because I think it's really important too. But if things have changed, if you have a whole bunch of demands on your time, watch where your brain wants to move forward and predict what the future is going to be like and bring it back and be like, what do I need to focus on now? I often think of it as triaging in my brain. So thinking, okay, what is the most important thing that I do right now? And can I focus and just get that done? Can I stay efficient? Really being intentional with how you're thinking of all I need to do is just focus on the next thing. I think I use a thought a lot in my days. If you've been listening to the podcast, or if you're on my email list, you know, I've been offering free coaching sessions through the month of November. And I was talking on one of them and saying, I think the thought I use on those really busy days is all I need to do is just stay focused and stay efficient. And to me, that's a cue for just to be like, don't engage in all the extra questioning myself or being confused. Just stay efficient, keep moving, keep getting things done. Having an intentional thought like that, that puts you in the right headspace is very helpful. And then just it's always this back and forth, like your brain is going to want to predict what the future is going to look like, it's going to want to think about how busy you might be. Those are all stories that your brain's telling you that are probably not helpful they're painful, they create discomfort, they create more busyness, they create more feelings of being burnt out or overworked. Instead, bring it back to how do I want to think about this? Bring it back to I am choosing to do this because the reality we are all choosing to do this. We could quit our jobs if we really didn't want to do them. But there's reasons why we're not. And same thing for me is I'm choosing to add more time to my office, I could choose to say, sorry, this is all I can do. But there's reasons why I'm not doing that. My office is something I care about. It's a practice I've built over a lot of years with my practice partners, and I care deeply about them. I care deeply about my patients. And I'm choosing to add more time in my office to help support those things that matter to me. It's very different from saying to yourself, I have to, I don't have a choice. Again, it comes back to what's in your control. How can you view it as being in your control? The last point I wanted to talk about is the self-care piece because it's really easy when things change. There's a lot going on and there's more demands from a work side or even a family side for you 
that what goes missing? Well, it's our self-care. gets chucked right out the window. And I know from working with my own brain for enough years that this is still probably one of my biggest Achilles heels. Meaning when I start to get stressed and busy, my brain chucks that self-care out the window without a moment's notice. And it always sounds so reasonable when it's doing it. It's always like, you know what? We're just tired. Like we're going to sleep in a bit today because you deserve it. And we'll figure out another time to get that workout in. Or yeah, we probably don't need to sit down and journal today. There's a lot to do. Let's just get it done. You'll feel better if you just get going on the work. It's all these different little sneaky thoughts that it uses. But it's just recognizing, okay, I know that my brain has this tendency. And I suspect every woman physician has this tendency. I know that when I get busy, it's easy to stop doing the things that actually sustain me. So when things change and when you are going to be busier, intentionally thinking about how do I want to manage that. So I kind of mentioned earlier in this podcast, I've been having discussions with myself about like, okay, there are things that we need to focus on to sustain ourselves. The demands on our energy, on our time are changing. And it is still going to be really important to make sure that we are fitting in time for things that fill our bucket. I was talking about this with my own coach. I had a meeting with her this morning, which was really helpful. But talking to her about like, if I could design a perfect life over these coming months, knowing the changes that are going to happen to the amount of time I'm spending at my office and doing the new call, what would I want it to be? And one of the big important things for me was I want to be out in the sunlight a couple times a week. Now, living in northern BC in the winter, sunlight doesn't last a long time. It's a narrow little window. But I know from previous winters, if I can get out and do some cross-country skiing in the sun, go do a trail run when it's sunny, it makes a big difference to my energy levels for the week. It's a big difference to my mood. And so things like that are going to be important, but it's going to mean that I have to prioritize it. And I may have to shift things around. I may have to triage other things. But doing something like that, creating time to go cross-country skiing for a couple of hours in an afternoon is something that will support me to be able to work at the level I need to work. So it's not that it's uh, indulgent or that I'm taking away from anybody else. It really is. I'm going to do things like this because it lets me care for the people that I need to be caring about while still maintaining the same energy level and getting the things done that I need to get done. I hope that this has been helpful for you listening to how I'm approaching this. But really what it comes down to is when things change in your life, when things are suddenly different, as much as possible, bring it back to what's in your control. As much as possible, believe that there is a solution that will accomplish the things you want to accomplish. You don't just have to default back to the way it's always done or default to the way you think the first thought of how it should be is. Step back, question yourself, ask yourself, how else could I accomplish this? Are there other things that would work as well? Give yourself an opportunity to choose what you think is going to work best. And then while going through times of increased stress, of increased work demand, it is not a time to let go of your self-care. It is a time to actually prioritize it more and focus on it more because it matters more. That self-care is that foundation, regardless of eating a weight. It absolutely impacts eating a weight. But regardless, it is still the foundation that keeps you going at the energy levels you need to have to do the things you need to do and care for the people you need to care for. All right. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Any questions or comments, send me an 
email to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you are a physician and you're struggling with your weight or you just want to not always have to think about your weight, if you find you spend all day or most of the days spending a lot of mental energy thinking about your weight, I can help. Now, my programs are by application only, and that's to make sure that this is the right program for you. If you're going to invest your time, I know your time is valuable as a physician. If you are going to invest your time with me, then I want to be confident and be able to tell you confidently, absolutely, I can help you reach your goals. So that's why I've changed the program to be application only. So if you're interested, send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and I'll send you information about applying to work with me. I'm still going to be running the program. I'm still going to be creating a ton of difference in physicians' lives during this time that I'm also working more, but I'm going to be doing it in a way where I'm going to care for myself. And so that might mean you might have fewer emails from me and things, but I'm here. When you're ready to get help, I am here and I would love to help you. So send me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. We can chat and talk about what it would look like to work more with me. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.